0: Hey guys, it's Lauren, Courtney, and Brooke. Welcome back nice, to
1: Redline Hotline. In this episode, we will be discussing the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities in relation to three different criminal justice topics. So what is rights and responsibilities? The Catholic Church teaches that human dignity can be protected and a healthy community can be achieved only if human rights are protected and responsibilities are met.
0: Therefore, Every person has a fundamental right to life and a right to things required for human decency. Corresponding to these rights are duties and responsibilities to one another, our families and the larger society. We will explore how these rights and responsibilities are found in the criminal justice system. Criminal justice is the delivery of justice to those who have committed or have been accused of committing crimes.
2: The criminal justice system is a series of government agencies and institutions. Goals include the rehabilitation of offenders, preventing other crimes, and more support for victims. However, discrimination is promoted in this field through the death penalty, rights of the criminally accused, and the court system.
1: Hey, it's Lauren. We are going to be talking about capital punishment, or the death penalty, which is when someone is put to death because of a crime they have committed. While discussing the death penalty, we will be relating it to the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities, and reflecting on the question, does the death penalty coincide with the rights and responsibilities of all people? There are many issues regarding the death penalty and its relationship to the right to human life. The act of killing someone, even if it is in a somewhat painless way, like lethal injection is, goes against the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities. In an article by American Civil Liberties Union, or the ACLU, they reflect on this issue. The death penalty as a whole is wrong because it is taking someone's life away. No matter what crime someone committed, they simply have a right to life, and when it is taken away, The right is disrupted, and therefore, it fails to grant everyone the equal right to life. The ACLU describes the death penalty as, quote, a failed experiment, citing chronic deficiencies, including arbitrariness, racial inequity, cruelty, and wrongful convictions, end quote. Relating back to this topic's question, killing people for committing a crime does not grant the equal right to life for all human beings. Even though killing anyone who has committed a serious crime is wrong and doesn't align with this right, more problems and injustices arise in the, event of wrongful convic- in the events of wrongful convictions and unequal convictions based on things like race and gender. The ACLU also discusses the injustices faced by defendants during sentencing that stem from their race and in some cases the race of the victim. There are various statistics that show this injustice being used when convicting someone of a crime. The ACLU cites one study in April of 2001 and found that, quote, the odds of getting a death sentence increased three and a half times if the victim was white rather than black, end quote. If the death penalty convictions are not fair and vary a lot, even when similar crimes are committed by people of different races, It is taking away their right to live and putting them at a higher chance to lose this right because of the color of their skin this is an example of the unwanted consequences of in this case being a certain race it can be the deciding factor on whether you live or not another deciding factor for your life can be your gender the death penalty information center cites that quote because women are stereotyped as weak passive and in need of male protection prosecutors and juries seem reluctant to impose the death penalty upon them, end quote. Basically, what is happening is those who are stereotyped against, in this case we talked about men and those who aren't white, are the ones who are having their right to life taken away more unfairly than others. Based on these factors, a black man is the most likely to get sentenced to the death penalty, with this chance only increasing if the victim of their crime was a woman or a white man. Capital punishment is not moral and, relating to the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities, it takes away the right to life that all people are entitled to. There is a very obvious discrimination of men and African Americans that leads to a higher chance that these people have their right to life taken away, leading to an even bigger problem with this practice due to the inequality of sentencing and deciding whether or not someone is allowed to live. In response to the question... Does the death penalty coincide with the rights and responsibilities of all people? The answer is no. The death penalty takes away the rights and responsibility that all people are entitled to.
0: This is Courtney, and I will be discussing the rights granted to the criminally accused under the Constitution, as well as how having a criminal record impacts people down the road. Throughout this segment, I'll be relating these topics to the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities, which according to USCCB.org, quote, teaches that human dignity can be protected and a healthy community can be achieved only if human rights are protected and responsibilities are met. Therefore, every person has a fundamental right to life and a right to those things required for human decency. Corresponding to these rights are duties and responsibilities to one another, to our families, and to the larger society, Criminals must pay their debt to society for their crimes, so it may seem like they have no rights, but they do. The rights of the criminally accused can be found in numerous parts of the Constitution, but the main rights are found in the 4th, 5th, 6th, 8th, and 14th Amendments. I won't bore you with the specific details within each amendment, but some of the basic rights criminally accused are granted in these amendments are the right to probable cause, search, and seizure, protection from a second trial once a not guilty verdict has been issued, the right to justice and to not be proven guilty without due process of law, a speedy and public trial, a trial by jury rather than a plea bargain or a sentence brought forth by only evidence, reasonable bail set for the crime he or she committed and according to the actual flight risk which he or she may impose, and the right to remain silent just to name a few main ones. These laws themselves under the Constitution coincide with the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities because they grant all criminally accused equal and fair rights that protect their privacies and right to life. These amendments don't exclude any people regardless of race, color, ethnicity, age, or crime making these amendments follow this catholic social teaching however although these rights the criminally accused in charge are equal and protect people the repercussions for life with a criminal record are not after receiving a criminal record it is much harder for people to resume their lives and get back on their feet human rights watch an international non-governmental organization that conducts research and advocates for human rights writes that quote under current housing policies Everyone convicted of a felony is automatically ineligible for a minimum of five years. We also know that there are tens of millions of Americans who have been convicted of misdemeanors or merely arrested but never convicted of any offense, and they too can be and often are excluded from public housing on the basis of their criminal records." Regardless of the degree of crime a person commits, it inhibits them from not only acquiring shelter but also with getting hired at jobs. According to a recent New York Times slash CBS News slash Kaiser Family Foundation poll, quote, men with criminal records account for about 34% of all non-working men ages 25 to 54, end quote. This means that ex-criminals who are trying to get back on their feet and make a better life for themselves and their families are being inhibited from doing so by the government. Another government issue with this is that according to the National Public Radio, or NPR.org, which is a nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C., that is owned by government entities, quote, People with criminal records aren't a protected class under the Fair Housing Act. And the guidance from HUD's general counsel says that in some cases, turning down an individual tenant because of his or her record can legally be justified, end quote. Under the Fair Housing Act, the government looks out for the poor who can't afford housing, but not necessarily for people with criminal charges that need to get back on their feet and create a new life for themselves. The exclusion of criminals from obtaining jobs and housing is a clear violation of the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities because it shows that the government can look out for criminals' rights before they are actually convicted of crimes and protect them. But after their duties are served and they are back on the streets, they are treated with little to no respect, regardless of the degree of the crime, and they are singled out and restricted from many rights, such as the right to shelter and jobs." Decent and stable housing is essential for human survival and dignity, and this is affirmed in both U.S. policy and international human rights laws. Again, the United States provides federally subsidized housing to millions of low-income people who cannot otherwise afford homes on their own, but they exclude countless needy people with criminal records, condemning them to possible homelessness. Exclusions based on criminal record can be argued to protect existing tenants. There is no doubt that some prior offenders still pose a risk and may be unsuitable neighbors in many of the presently available public housing facilities. But the U.S. housing policies are so overbroad and unnecessarily harsh that they exclude even people who have turned their lives around and remain law-abiding, as well as others who may never have presented any risk in the first place. Under these existing policies, criminal records will shadow people for the rest of their lives. Even an arrest that is not followed by a conviction can have a lifelong impact. Whether the offense is a violent crime or a low-level drug or property offense, and even most felonies do not involve violence against a person, a criminal record can be a barrier to employment, education, the right to vote, and certain public benefits, including public housing due to U.S. laws and regulations, which do not fit under the Catholic social teaching of rights and responsibilities.
2: Hey, it's Brooke. Another question that we will be looking at involves if there are any injustices in the court system due to backgrounds and how are these individuals rights taken away. One source, the Harvard Gazette, addresses the correlation between how wealthy a person is and their time in prison. The source points out that the poor and marginalized sit longer in jail than any other economic background. A Harvard professor states, quote, most inmates are minority men under age 40 whose economic op- opportunities have suffered the most over the last 30 or 40 years. Incarceration in the United States is socially concentrated among very disadvantaged people." End quote. This article says for people who don't believe this idea to look inside a prison because the individual will see the poor, and people of color color overflowing the jail system. This connects to housing discrimination and redlining because the people who are turned down from buying or running a house are also those who are turned down from education, jobs, or hope, showing the injustice of the right to life and opportunities. This corresponds to how wealthy one will become, which then, if convicted, will determine how long their prison time is. Both housing and the court's jail system tend to give the poor and marginalized less opportunities and therefore rights that support human life. Another article written by The Sentencing Project suggests that the injustice in the conviction rates are from different races. They examine how African-Americans are more likely to be arrested, convicted, and given a longer sentence than other races. It follows how the United States is in violation of its obligations to ensure that all its residents are treated equally under the law, quote. The United States is in violation of its obligations under Article 2 and Article 26 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights to ensure that all its residents, regardless of race, are treated equally under the law, end quote. African-Americans were incarcerated in local jails at a rate 3.5 times that of non-Hispanic whites in 2016. 70% of releases require money bond, an especially high hurdle for low-income defendants who are disproportionately people of color. Blacks and Latinos are more likely than whites to be denied bail to have a higher money bond set, and to be detained because they cannot pay their bond. There is a connection of redlining and housing to the arresting and conviction rates because those who live in the more run-down areas tend to be on more of the list of aggressive individuals that shall not be trusted because of their background, which is depicted from where they live by grouping together due to discrimination. Finally, a third source written by the Justice of Victims organization discusses the victim's rights that shall remain available to them throughout the whole entire process. The article also looks into the responsibilities of law enforcement and the criminal justice system as to how to carry out the arrest and conviction while dealing with the distraught victims, which may also see injustice like the convicted. The organization states, quote, victims of crime deserve rights and services within the criminal justice system that begin at the point of reporting a crime to the police and continue through the entire criminal justice and corrections processes. At each point along this, criminal justice agencies and professionals have opportunities and obligations to provide victims with assistance, services, and accommodations to ease their difficulties in what is already a very trying, tragic time. End quote. These rights to life must be, been, be maintained by law enforcement officers due to their responsibilities to protect others' rights. This means when under trained law enforcement personnel come into contact with an emotionally distraught victim a victim's confidence and willingness to participate in the criminal justice system may be undermined. This connects to discrimination in housing because the individuals who do not receive housing mortgages are losing their rights to equal opportunities, just like those who become victims, as well as the responsibilities of the housing agencies and law enforcement that are not fulfilling their responsibilities and duties to other people.
0: The criminal justice system in the United States is to protect the rights of criminals while still punishing them for their wrongdoings. However, the justice system works to make sure that even though these people are being accused of crimes, they are still granted the same rights as innocent because, after all, a right previously mentioned that belongs to the criminally accused is the right to innocence until proven guilty. Although the criminal justice system attempts to safeguard criminals and their lives and rights, there are some blatant violation to the Catholic social teaching of rights responsibilities within the system.
1: The rights of the convicted victims and those who may be executed are taken away from the injustices viewed in the criminal justice system. The arrested criminals and suffering victims do not receive human dignity because they are not granted the respect that allows their voices to be heard. This can be a result from discrimination between genders, races, and economic statuses. Once the criminally accused are convicted and depending on the laws broken, they may be sentenced to death. This strictly goes against the Catholic social teaching that supports the right to human life because the children of God are killing their brothers and sisters while seeing them as objects that must be terminated to have a perfect society.
2: law enforcement officers and court members are not fulfilling their responsibilities to others that the Catholic Church promotes. The Church says that we must look out for one another and protect the rights of others. However, the court system is not completing its duties because they are taking away human rights. This can be seen through not following the correct procedures while making an arrest or trialing an accused person. Those who Vote for the death penalty are also not working towards human dignity of life because they are agreeing to kill rather than save. In conclusion, the criminal justice system can violate the Catholic social teachings of rights and responsibilities. This happens every day where many people can be witnesses to the injustice committed. Can you think of a place where you personally encountered someone's rights and responsibilities being taken away? or not being completed, you might not have to look too far because it might just be hiding in plain sight or right in front of your nose.